Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 2019 Eagles pre-draft extravaganza. This is Birds with Friends. I am Bo Wolf. On the other line in his basement, Sheila Kapadia, as we are a day away from the 2019 NFL Draft. Sheila, it's been, a, it's been a little bit of a while. How are you? It's been a while. I, I'm excited. I feel like I have some juice. I like the early morning pod. I've become a morning person in my old age. Mm. I just had the coffee, just had the smoothie. I'm ready to go. We got the draft. How many hours? Coffee and smoothie. I hope you're not going to have to uh, run out in the middle of this uh, hey. of this recording. Well, if I do, I do. All right, fair enough. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is uh, 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning here, so we are uh, in full in full dad mode. I would say podcasting at this time of the day. That's right. We are 24. When, when does the draft start? I guess we should know that. Probably Eight o'clock. Seven probably. Maybe. No, uh, it probably is 8 o'clock. Yeah, well, around 35, 36 hours from the first round. Yeah. Okay. So coming up on the show today, we will discuss our respective Eagles mock drafts and the uh, first round mock drafts that we sort of did on the side to prepare for those. Uh, then we will have the inaugural Owl You Know draft in which we each take turns predicting players who... We think the Eagles are likeliest to draft. And then we will close with some draft-related, listener-submitted bird lines. Uh, a quick uh, programming note. We are moving forward, in theory, with the <laughs> draft live stream. It's looking like probably a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Uh, Shia wants it to be known that uh, we are committing to the first 10 picks, and then we will play it by ear from there. Yeah, we might have to get to our writing duties. There are some, there are some logistical things where, you know, at right. some point, if the Eagles are, are closing in, we are going to have to uh, start mobilizing. But right. I mean, 10 picks, that's like... Yeah, that's like three hours. Yeah, that's a, long, that's a long time, so yeah. don't worry. Then, uh, we definitely won't have... An, are we going to plant? Like, are we going to... Should we talk about what we're going to discuss this whole time, or how are we going to do this? We should have some segments, I suppose. But I mean, I think I think I would say that like sixty percent of the live stream is probably going to be making fun of Dave Gettleman. Okay, that's just. I, I mean, I that, that. I'm not going to commit to that, but that's that's how I expect the the uh, the day to go. Do we have a setup where we're, we're going to be able to watch the draft while we do this? That's what I'm hoping. I'm gonna I'm I, I gotta I'm gonna do what I did uh, for the first day of training camp. I'm gonna show up really early tomorrow and hope to stake out a spot. I feel like there's a lot of hope involved in this. Oh, yeah, we are. This is totally fly by the seat of our pants. When are we going to be able to give people a link for this live stream? Um, once, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, okay. I, I think you don't get the link until it goes live. I could be wrong about that. 
All right, so look out for that. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, I would, I w- if I were you, I would plan your evening around it, but um, also be prepared that it may not happen. There you go. Okay. Uh, so we have each published on The Athletic our full Eagles mock drafts. We will not give the entire thing away because there are still some jabronis of you out there who listen and don't subscribe. But uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, you know what? Why don't we start with, with our, uh, the mock drafts that we each did uh, to, to sort of set the stage. And I think it's a good reminder that, you know, no matter what plans the Eagles have or no matter what plans we think they have, there are like millions and millions of variables about how this thing could play out. And so the Eagles could go in expecting that they want to take two defensive linemen in the first two rounds and they want to trade down, and then the board may break a certain way where they trade up for a wide receiver or something like that. Um, they are, they are, you know, they're, the, the sad truth is that we will never have access to, you know, their boards, and so we will not know how uh, well they did in terms of setting a course based on what they thought was going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what the end of that, of that thought is, but... Yeah, that doesn't seem like a sad truth. And speak for yourself. I'm looking at their board right now. No, okay. Well, who's their uh, third-ranked player? Yeah, I'm not going to give away everything that they have. Uh, so. Okay. What are you, are, yeah. are, did you just accept a job with the? Uh... Yeah, we'll we'll get to it throughout the course. Of, no, maybe I have some. Uh, you know, our, our job is to gain information. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say going in that uh, you know there there are probably. There are probably like, as I as I wrote it down, like eighteen players who have a good chance of going before twenty five that the Eagles will be rooting for to go. Uh, you know, they will do a little fist pump when they go off the board. Now, four of them are like they would love them, but there there's no chance. So like, Quinn Williams, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, and I think Ed Oliver have no chance of getting within their range. And then after that, the four quarterbacks obviously. The two tight ends, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, they'll be happy when those guys go. I think they'll be happy when the two linebackers go, Devin White and Devin Bush. Um, personally, I think they'll be happy if DK Metcalf goes. I think they'll be happy if any of the corners go. I think they'll be happy if any of the interior offensive linemen go that early, like a Garrett Bradbury. Uh, and then I think they'll be happy if if you know Josh Jacobs goes before 25. Uh, and then they'll be keeping their eye on, on guys like Brian Burns, Juwan Taylor, Cleveland Farrell, Andre Dillard. Jonah Williams, maybe. Um, and then, you know, you get to like the, the Christian Wilkins and the uh, Rashawn Gary's after that. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting. OK, so how do you want to do it? Should All right. Who did you have? Uh, who did you have going number one? I have Kyler Murray going number one. So did I. OK. Although, do you, find it, do you find it curious that uh, it, it doesn't seem like that is done and dusted? A little bit, but we'll see. OK. 49ers. Uh, yep, I've got Bosa. Bosa. That seems like uh, as close to a lock as we have in the draft, right? Sounds like it. That okay. Yep. Uh, now, this ahead. is where it gets interesting, I feel. The Jets at number three. Yes. It seems very likely or widely reported that they would like to trade down if possible. Uh, you know, maybe they'll have a, a suitor here. Maybe somebody like the... Could the New York Giants move up to this pick? I've thought about this, and you know, like, Gettleman never moves down, but he has uh, historically moved up. And 
Obviously, he loves those hog mollies. I think he would love to try to trade up to three for Quinn and Williams. I, knowing the Jets franchise, I would I would say that they are would be hesitant to make that deal with the Giants. Okay. It's probably right, but I think it's, it's a possibility. Uh, I didn't I, do a lot. Of, I didn't do a lot of trades in my mock, but I did know where I thought teams could trade. Okay, I have. I, yeah, I think I only. I think I only ended up with two non-Eagles trades, but this was one of them. Okay, I had. I had Oakland just moving up one pick to secure Quinn and Williams. Okay, I had the Jets staying put and drafting Ed Oliver. Okay, you know, I think Greg Williams will look at him and say. Oh, we don't care about some of this maybe uh, – I don't know if it's character stuff. I don't know what it is. I, I really don't know what it is, what the question marks are with him. I guess you know maybe he rubs people the wrong way on occasion. Maybe I, I don't think they care about that. They would say this guy ca- can be a game wrecker. Let's go ahead and take him. Hmm. But and I had the some, Raiders, And there is some smoke there. I had the Raiders taking Quinn and Williams with the fourth pick. So either way, we both have the Raiders ending up with Quinn and Williams. I have then uh, the Jets at four taking Josh Allen instead okay. of that Oliver. I, uh, I'm a bit of a Josh Allen skeptic, I think. Okay. I don't like, I don't like when one of the, um, the first pluses I hear about an edge guy is that he can really play like co- cover in space. Sorry, that's the, not what I'm t- taking a guy in the top five for. The Deion Jordan corollary. Yeah, or, you know, Anthony Barr. Was that his name, Deion Jordan? Deion Jordan, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, number you, five. I have Josh Allen going there to the Bucks. And I've got Devin White. Okay. Uh, the Giants. I think I've got a surprise pick for the Giants. I have a I have a big surprise pick for the Giants. Okay. Well, give me yours. I have the Giants taking Drew Locke at six. Really? Yes. Quarterback. Okay. I think they. Uh, I think I think Drew Locke is the quarterback in this draft who is like. Um, like the, the the best selling point for him is that he's like he's got a quarterback's personality, and okay. I think that's the kind of thing that that Gettleman would soak up if he's going to take a quarterback. So you think they're taking a quarterback at number six? I not. Uh, I mean, I was doing it for the exercise. This is yeah. less prediction than like let's see what happens. But I think it's I think it's possible because I think no one expects that anymore. I think that's right. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying, well, maybe they'll take one later in the first round, which, as we discussed with the Ravens last year, is sort of silly. If you think a guy is your French could be your franchise quarterback for years to come, you should probably, right. if you like him that much, you should probably not risk it and just take him. But uh, nothing the Giants have done indicate that they have sort of a sound process or know what they're doing. I know that's right. Uh, I have Christian Wilkins going to the Giants mm. with the number six. Pick. That would be like that's the that that's a pick that would that would make me start laughing. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I I like Christian Wilkins a little bit, yeah. but six overall is yeah, it seems high. That's a that's a, a poor use of resources, I think. By the way, I think I wouldn't be shocked. Could they take like a uh, a Jonah Williams at number six? I thought about that as well. Yeah. Except that. You know, we should pro- we should probably uh, describe a little bit who these players are because uh, I mean, I suppose that's true. Yeah. So Christian Wilkins, uh, defensive uh, tackle from Clemson. Jonah Williams is the offensive lineman from Alabama. Um, so we'll continue. You know, to I do mean, things. the Giants did. They traded for Zeitler. They drafted Will Hernandez, so they don't yeah. need a guard. They have Solder at left tackle. Who's their right, right tackle? I don't know. All right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly I wouldn't put put it past Gettleman. Okay. Uh, Jags at seven. Okay. I, I actually I had them ending up with Jonah Williams. You got to protect Nicky Foles. That's right. I had the Jags trading out the Carolina okay. Panthers, moving up from sixteen and taking Ed Oliver. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Feels like a Marty Herney move to me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, eight. I, I, uh, <laughs> eight. I had the Lions. This is a bit of a surprise one, I think, for people. Okay. I've got your boy, Brian Burns. Hmm. Okay. Going number eight. I can see that. Going early. Yeah. Give him some edge rush. Yeah, they say Burns has some helium. Next to Trey Flowers. I have the Lions. Um, you know, Matt Patricia, we know that he's trying to uh, rebuild the Patriots in whatever way he can. I have him taking uh, TJ Hawkinson at eight, thinking he's found his Gronk. The tight end from Iowa. Now, Brian Burns is the defensive end from Florida State who, well, we'll get to the mock drafts later. But I think, I think we both agree on this. If there is one player that the Eagles are most likely to trade up for, I think it's Brian Burns. Trade up big four. Trade up big four. I think yeah, not like two picks. I, I I worry about it a little bit because he is a little bit slender for their type. Um, okay. However, I don't like I you know, I don't think that he will be the very top player on their board. Obviously, but in terms of someone who I think that they will like at a premium position who has a chance to get within their trade up range. Yes, I think I think it is Brian Burns. Okay. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills. I have them landing TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Uh, I have a, a bit of a surprise here. Okay. Uh, a pick that I would not agree with, but I have them taking DK Metcalf. Oh, I like the interesting. Okay. So, I mean, listen, you know, they tried to trade for Antonio Brown. They've, uh, they've got – it seems like they're building this offense around, around speed guys on the outside so that uh, Josh Allen can, can throw, throw it deep. I mean, DK Metcalf, say what you will, but he can run in the straight line. I don't hate that. Yeah. Okay. Broncos at number 10. This was, I found this to be a tough one. I didn't know who to give the Broncos. I gave them Devin White, linebacker. Okay. Uh, I gave them, uh, I gave them Rashawn Gary. Okay. I know you are a Rashawn Gary skeptic. Defensive end, Michigan. Defensive end, Michigan. Uh, Shoulder issues. Former number one recruit. uh, Incredibly athletic but not super productive um, in college and, and a shoulder issue, as you said. I think John Elway is the, is the kind of guy who might get seduced by, by the traits. Okay. Number 11, Cincinnati Bengals gave them Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle. Okay. Uh, I gave them – initially I gave them Brian Burns, but then I decided that I wanted uh, to see what would happen if, he, if, if they didn't take him. So I gave them uh, Christian Wilkins. Okay. Green Bay Packers, this I found to be a tough spot. I didn't know who to give the Green Bay Packers. And I ended up giving them the giving them Devin Bush, the linebacker. Oh, interesting. I didn't love that pick, but that's what I yeah, ended they, up Yeah, they seem to be in an interesting spot. I could see them as a move-up team okay. uh, because they have a second first. Um, but uh, I gave them Andre Dillard. I like it. The uh, left tackle from Washington State who is uh, – a, uh, a pure pass protector. This next pick, I feel like I nailed this pick. Okay. This is going to happen. Miami Dolphins, Dexter Lawrence. Interesting. Why? 
Brian Flores comes from uh, the Belichick tree. They try to get him a disruptive defensive player, one of those big boys who can, you know, play in various schemes. I don't know. It seemed like a good fit for me. Okay, okay. You're not you're not on board. Well, when you said you nailed it, I I, I, was I nailed it. To get blown away. Okay. Well, some of the, some of these you write down the team and then you yeah. write down the player and you're like, eh, that one I just felt good about. I was like, oh yeah, add add a guy, Shield. Way okay. to go. Yeah. Um, I gave them uh, Jonah Williams. He's he's gonna drop to like the third round. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jonah, Jonah Williams, Jonah. the Alabama offensive lineman. I think Jonah Williams is going to go a, a higher than people anticipate. Well, the flip side to that is I think that Jonah Williams is a player who the Eagles could trade up for. I agree with that. If he's if he is in the uh, fifteen sixteen range, uh, you've got the Jeff Stoutland connection. I think you've got the positional versatility, where where he could you know he could play right guard if he needs to in the beginning, and then he he could eventually project to left tackle. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's very much in the Eagles mix. Okay. Now there were some talk. We skipped over the Bengals. There has been some talk about could they potentially go Dwayne Haskins? Did you think about that at number eleven? I thought about it, um, and I thought about them moving up. I, I feel like if they're going to take a quarterback, they're not going to just sit at eleven. Okay. And I and thought about re- it, and you got to think about it with the Dolphins as well. Yes. And the reason this is, I mean, what really is important for Eagles fans is seeing where these quarterbacks go. Because if one of them, obviously, if all four of them go before your pick, then you're going to get a better player. But if one of them is still available at 25, I feel like your chances of a trade out become a, a little bit greater because that's typically what happens when teams trade back into the first round or trade up to that range where the Eagles are is they do it to grab a quarterback who did, they might not have expected uh, to be there. Okay. I forgot uh, to note this uh, in mind. Yeah. Dillard actually did not go 12 to green Bay. Washington traded up to 12 to take Haskins. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. To get uh, ahead of Miami. Number 14, Atlanta Falcons. I was split here between corner and uh, a couple other guys, and I ended up going with Cody Ford, mm. offensive lineman from I Oklahoma. I took the same position. I have them taking Juwan Taylor, the offensive lineman from Florida. Okay. 15, I've got Washington taking Haskins there. So we both think Dwayne Haskins ends up with uh, Washington. All right. Okay. Um, there is the interesting, like, uh, like Daniel Snyder's son went to high school with him or something like that. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Uh well, then lock it in. Yeah, lock it in. Uh, 15 is in my mock draft where I have the Eagles moving up to take okay. a, a sliding Brian Burns. There you go. So, And what, what did you have them giving up again? Just a second. Okay, second round pick at number 25 to get up to 15 and, uh, and take Brian Burns. Okay. Yeah. I know the recent history, as you have laid out, is, is future firsts. Um, but if you go back a little bit, it's, it's not – it's not too crazy. It, the the Brandon Graham trade up. Now that was nine years ago, but they only moved up. They only you know, gave up two third round picks to move up. Uh, I think from twenty four to fifteen. Okay. So. So that would be a would that be a deal you would be in favor of for the Eagles? I would. I would. Uh, I think. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's funny is is I will I will probably complain about this, but uh, you know some of the commenters on the on the uh, mock draft are like oh love. Love the trade up, but I don't. I don't like. Uh, there's not enough impact uh, after that. Well, that's the that's the point. Like, if you're looking for the instant, if if you're going to trade up, you are going to have less shots, fewer shots later. Uh, 
And I mean, listen, it's in mock draft season is when everybody falls in love with everybody and thinks that you're going to be able to get like seven contributors to the team uh, who are all going to make an impact for a long time. I mean, the odds are that if you get if the Eagles get two good players out of this draft, they've done well. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry to say. Like, you're not going to your 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 fifth round pick is not going to be a Deshaun Jackson replacement. Mm. Shots fired at Howie right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. If you get if you get three <laughs> starters, you have hit a home run. Okay. Yeah. All right, 16. I have the Panthers still there taking Andre Dillard. Uh this is one of my uh this is one of my ones where I thought I had a I I hit a fit home a home run fit wise. Okay. I what team the, do you I have? I had the Jags trading down here. I think the Jags and Cody Ford is like a perfect fit. That feels right. Yeah. Okay, I like that like one. They're like the Tom the Tom Coughlin uh play personality. Uh I think that's a perfect fit. Okay. Uh, 17, the New York football giants. I have them, uh, as I said, I don't think this is smart. If you like a quarterback, take them early, yeah. but eh, there's not a lot of indication that they are smart. I've got the giants taking Daniel Jones with the 17th oh, pick. God, if they go Christian Wilkins, Daniel Jones, like <laughs> they, they might, there might as well be another parade on broad street. Should we adver- should we advertise our podcast to like the Giants audience? It feels like we're going to be talking about the Giants a lot. Yeah, that might be so. I think it was Jimmy Kemsky who said it, it, he's kind of more fascinated with what the Giants do than what the Eagles do, yeah. and I agree. I agree with that. I, I think, think that's right. Uh, I had them taking Devin Bush. Okay, there you go. Uh, Eighteen, the Vikings. I felt pretty good about this one too. I kind of like this one too, although I think I, I would guess that it's a different direction than yours. I've got Garrett Bradbury. Mm, that's a popular one. They've got to take an offensive lineman. They did nothing in free agency, right? I uh, I have them not taking an offensive lineman. <laughs> okay. I have them taking Montez Sweat. Oh, I like that. Yeah. He, they think he falls because of the medical. They get another uh, another guy for, for Zimmer. <laughs> uh, we'll get to this, but I had Montez Sweat as one of my big fallers and a guy who will be there at 25 for the Eagles. Mm, okay. That was my last pick, so let's we can hear yours now. What do you mean that was your? Oh, okay, I didn't yeah, end up going all the way. You didn't have to I, go further. Okay. The Eagles, yeah. uh, Nineteen, the Tennessee Titans. I've got them taking Rashawn Gary. I can see that. Twenty, Pittsburgh Steelers. This one I liked a lot, actually. Everybody likes a corner here. Is that where you went? Yes, yes, and this uh, he seems like a Steelers type of corner. Okay, so does that Ro- mean bad? Rock Yassin. Hmm. Okay. You you hate the idea of Rocky Sin going in the first round. I don't. You've been you've been all over this for months. That's not true. I I have been against the idea of Nasir Adderley <laughs> going in the first round, and I feel like I've called that correctly. Okay. Uh, Twenty one. The Seattle Seahawks after the big trade. Mm. I think they're going to trade out. I think they're going to try to stockpile. Okay. Pick. They like to trade out, uh, but if not. I think they take one of these defensive linemen with character issues. That's think, sort of I think it would jam. be funny if they took uh, Josh Jacobs. Well, that would be something. I have them going Jerry Tillery. Oh, okay. Tillery Jerry. I, I could also see perhaps a Jeffrey Simmons or a Cleveland Farrell here for them. Jeffrey Simmons seems like uh, a Seahawks type of pick. Uh, Ravens at 22. This one felt like it fit. Okay. Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, that does feel like a fit. That's a good one. 
Nice rock solid defensive end there. They lost Terrell Suggs and Zadarius Smith in free agency. That's a good uh, one. 23, the Texans. Have you, the Texans, like, they didn't do anything to upgrade their offensive line. So you have no receivers having gone yet. No receivers. Okay. Uh, And their cornerbacks are not good. So Mm -hmm. they could go either one of those areas. I actually think the Texans are a trade up possibility for an an offensive lineman. Yeah, because if you look at it here, how the the board fell. Mm Uh, there's not a great offensive lineman left for them at 23. No. Yeah, they're they're looking at the uh, Chris Lindstrom's of the world. Yeah, so I, I think they could trade up for an offensive lineman. But if they stay put, I've got them taking Greedy Williams. Hmm. Better name than player, in my estimation. Okay, I know that's right. Uh, 24, the Oakland Raiders, the final pick before the Eagles. This was tough. Their tight ends are terrible. They lost Jared Cook. And so I ended up giving them tight end Noah Fant. But it would not shock me totally, even though they got Tyrell Williams and Antonio Brown, if they just added Marquise Brown here at 24. Well, I mean, they're, they're cousins, right? The they're Browns? cousins? Yeah, I like that idea. All of a sudden, they have this like unbelievable receiving core. Yeah, that's it. that would be fun. I like that. Uh, it would be interesting. So uh, I saw our, our guy Vic uh, Tafer who covers the Raiders for us. Yeah. In, in his mock draft, he, I, I believe he had them taking Marquise Brown. I like that idea. Um, which I hadn't even thought of until I saw him write that. And uh, by the way, re- read our beat writers. You know, I, I was reading a bunch of their yes. stuff for, uh, as I did research for this. And um, a lot of good information out there. If there's a specific team you're wondering about or whatever, a lot of good features, mocks, all those different types of things. It, it really helped. I, it was very helpful, I felt like, for this exercise. Subscribe to The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, so that left the Eagles in here. I'm going to read off all these names. That, so I basically I got to 25, and then I think I looked at uh, Dane Brugler's top 100, and here were the names available okay. for the Eagles. Uh, Montez Sweat I still had on the board. I, I think my guess is that he is not their type of player. Give some background on Montez Sweat for the people. Montez Sweat uh, went to Michigan State as a tight end, super athletic. I, I believe got kicked off the team. Uh, I believe it's been reported he had uh, a fascination with the uh, sticky icky, and uh, <laughs> then went to. Uh, I wish that was in an actual scouting report. <laughs> uh, went to JUCO and then went to Miss, uh, Mississippi State. Super athletic, uh, pretty productive. He's a little bit older. Um, He's also got this uh, this heart condition, which is supposed as as Dane Brugler explained it, uh, I believe, on the Roto World podcast um, with Josh Norris. It's like the same condition that Maurice Hurst had, except uh, it's not uh, hereditary. It's not in his family, and there have never there haven't been episodes, which uh, there had been for Maurice Hurst. So. Teams are less concerned than they were with, with Hurst. Hurst was supposed to be a first-round pick last year and fell all, over the, fell all the way to the fifth. Uh, but there are other concerns about Montez Sweat as well. So he is uh, on tape. I think uh, people like him a lot, but there are, there are uh, alerts, as they say. Okay. Good, good, good background there. And then do the same for me for the next guy, who by all accounts would be a, a very good scheme fit for the Eagles and just on, on the field, on tape, their type of player. That's Jeffrey Simmons, who I also have dropping to this spot. Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, some people say that he is a top 10 talent in this draft on film. Tore his ACL in February and also had an incident in high school in which uh, he was seen on video 
uh, punching a woman. Uh, I believe the story is that uh, it was a, it was an altercation between the woman and his sister, and so he says he was defending his sister. But uh, nevertheless, that is a thing that happened. Um, I uh, I I would be if I were an Eagles fan, I would be uh, dejected if they took a, a guy with a torn ACL at at twenty five. You had this, I believe, in your worst case scenario. This is my worst th- case scenario. Yeah. Now people like it the, because they think you're getting a discount. Uh, and you know, I have said that the uh, the value for defensive tackles dr- uh, drops dramatically after the twentieth pick, and people are like, "Well, you know, he's a top ten talent." Like that's baked into the selection that he has torn his ACL. He's not a top ten talent. He is he's valued where he's picked. Um, and uh, you know, I'd rather uh, th- listen. There are probably guys on the Eagles uh, who have done lots of bad things that we don't know about, but. Uh, <laughs> Like, that's probably true, but uh, the cognitive dissonance is easier when you don't actually know about it. So I'd, I would rather, uh, if I were an Eagles fan, not root for Jeffrey Simmons. I would not get this pick. I would criticize this pick. Uh, I, I, agree, I agree with yeah. you. I mean, be, between the two things, the, the off-field, which, you know, uh, they're going to do all their background information on that and see if they get to a place where they're comfortable with it or not. But, yeah, then just add on to that. A guy coming off an ACL where you're not going to get anything out of him, and this way he tore his ACL when in uh, I think February. February, yeah. yeah. So this, it, this isn't like he did it in October. Right, he's gone for this year. He's gone for this year. So I mean, given the needs on your roster, given the talent at defensive line, how much more could you possibly like this guy than whoever's next on your board right. that would overlook those things to take him here? So uh, I think that would be a bad pick, and I would not be. In, in favor of that, uh, if that were to be the pick. Okay. I would also add that I don't think it will be the pick. I think I think um, we may read too much into the pre-draft visits, but I think if they were interested in Jeffrey Simmons and they and they were considering him, they would really want to know everything they could about him, and I think they would have brought him in for a pre-draft visit. Although for that, like, could it, they they may have sent people to do a workout with him, and then you get to you know hang out with them, go have a nice brunch or whatever, right? And you can do sure. Uh, but but yeah, they do like having them. You know, my understanding is they have them kind of meet people in the building. I think for players they ha- that they really like on tape that they have real <laughs> concerns about character-wise, I think those are players that they would try to bring in. Okay. I, you know, they did it with Montez Sweat. They did it with Rashawn Gary. I think those are, are, are players like that. Okay. I'm going to run through uh, a bunch of these now. I, I may stop at some to get your opinion. But okay. here are the other guys available. Uh, Byron Murphy. Corner from Washington. Uh, Josh Jacobs, running back, who we've discussed before. Nasir Adderley, we've discussed before. Marquise Brown. Oh, you didn't have Oakland taking him. I didn't. No, I gave them Noah Noah Fan, the tight end. Yeah, but I think they could take him. I think, uh, and I'll get your opinion on who you think the pick would be if the board fell this way. I think he would be the pick. Uh, of all these guys on my list, if they stayed at 25 and the board fell the way we just mentioned. Uh, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver we've talked about. A.J. Brown, the wide receiver we've discussed before. Eric McCoy is a guard center prospect from Texas A&M. 
Chris Lindstrom is an offensive lineman from BC. Sean Bunting, a cornerback. Taylor Rapp, uh, safety from Washington, who we don't think is going to go in the first round because he ran really slow. Uh, DeAndre Baker is sort of an interesting, uh, maybe a little bit under the radar name, cornerback from Georgia. Eagles did bring him in for a visit. Brought him in for a visit, really fits their sort of profile for a corner, competitive, uh, feisty, may not have the measurables, but may have the personality that Jim Schwartz likes. Uh, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver from South Carolina, who I really like, who did not fit Bo's metrics, if you listen to the uh, last podcast there. Uh, Here's a bit of a sleeper. Dalton Risner. Hmm. Well, what do you think about him as a potential option at 25? I don't love Dalton Risner, but people people like him a lot, and he has uh, he has that full versatility where he can play, you know, four positions probably. Yeah, uh, the quote unquote nasty offensive lineman, right? Yes. Is his uh, thing okay? Uh, here's one who I think could be possible: Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Mm, people like a Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I'm not I'm not sold at, at 25, but okay. DB from Florida, uh, Juan Thornhill, a, a Fran Duffy favorite. Mm-hmm. I like a, I like a Juan Thornhill safety from UVA Draymond Jones. I think that would be a s- sort of surprise at this spot, but, uh, maybe later in the draft defensive tackle from Ohio state, uh, Darnell Savage, the safety from Maryland, probably high for him. Akeem some Bun- helium. They say though, he's, he's being talked about as a possible first round pick now. Yeah. I think Is he? so. I, I've seen a little oh. bit of scuttlebutt as a late, as a late first, as a surprise late first round pick. Oh, okay. Because he ran that, it. he ran that four three something. Um, so I think he gets pushed up the board a little bit. Okay. And then uh, Akeem Butler, who is not expected mm. to go in the first round, but the Ted Win favorite. So those are like the next whatever. I just ran off twenty five guys or so who would be available. Who, if you're staying at twenty five, um, that uh, unless there's someone I missed who you can think of, that's who you would be choosing from. I would say not only um, would Marquise Brown be the pick of those options, but I would I would think that if they took anyone other than Marquise Brown there, I would say it was a bad pick. I would say it was a bad use of, of, of resources. Oh, okay. I think the way that the board has fallen, I think they would uh, either take Marquise Brown or be desperate to trade down. Well, that's the thing. So you you look at all those names I mentioned, and that's why I had them uh, had them trading down. I mean, I don't see a lot of separation from a lot of those guys in there. Where I think you could pick up additional picks, and uh, you probably have a bunch of these guys I just mentioned in the same tier. And uh, so we we talked about your final mock draft. In my mock draft, I had the Eagles trading out of twenty five to forty one. And you really cucked me here. I did yeah. with the uh, with the Denver Broncos. Let me let me pull up my mock draft here real quick. I believe you uh, giving up a third. For I had third. the yeah I had the Broncos giving up seventy one and forty one to take Drew Locke, the quarterback from Missouri. Really, mm. for a lot of the same reasons you had the Giants taking him at six. You could see John, and he's tall. John uh, John Elway. Could like that, and so the Eagles pick up uh, an extra third rounder. What do you think? Is, what do you think would be a worse sign for Drew Locke's career that uh, Dave Gettleman thinks he's his quarterback, or that John Elway thinks he's his quarterback? Uh, I think neither one is great. Probably <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, maybe El- maybe Elway. Honestly, uh, probably Elway. <laughs> yeah, given the history, and I have the Eagles at forty-one. This was tough. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking of going in a bunch of different directions. 
I ended up going with Bo's boy mm. from day one from the Senior Bowl podcast, Titus Howard, offensive tackle, Alabama State. What do you think, Bo? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I would be thrilled. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> jealous that you, uh, that you, you stole him from me. I do. I feel a little jilted, to be perfectly honest. But uh, okay. Well, you posted your mock first, and you didn't take true. him. That's true. You well, I had him in the best. I had him in the best case scenario. I believe my best case scenario was, uh, was similar to this. I had them. Uh, I think I had them. I forget who I had them taking the first round. Oh, Cleveland Farrell trading down and then trading up in the second for Titus Howard. Uh, well, listen, if I stayed away from every player you did in your uh, 45 mock drafts, of course, I, of course. I wouldn't have had many to choose from. You had, there were, there was, I believe, one other overlap. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I like Titus Howard a lot. And I think uh, it's going to be weird because Titus Howard, I think, has visited more teams than any other prospect. I think he has been on like 21 pre-draft visits or something like that. Okay. Uh, so... Usually you would think that that means there are like there are some kind of questions about him, which I think the questions are uh, level of competition. Like, can this guy hold up? Uh, but I think he's everything I read, uh, you know, checks out personality wise. He he has that athletic background that um, Jason Peters and Lane Johnson had. He entered college as a tight end, even though he was a high school quarterback. And then he uh, put on some weight. Uh, I like Titus Howard a lot. I think that's probably the range in which he'll go. I wouldn't be like shocked if he went at the back end of, fir- of the first round. Um, and I think it would be a good, uh, you know, if they like him, I think it would be a good use of resources. The other thing I'll add is that uh, Jeff Stoutland did go down to work him out personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bleeding Green Nation has done a good job, again, uh, the ombudsman of tracking these uh, different visits. And oh, are, nice, nice sortable, sortable chart the there. The sortable chart that? is great. Oh, and, beautiful. Uh, you see that a lot of the offensive linemen, it's uh, Roy Eastvon who went out to work these guys out. For the Alabama players and, the Alab- and uh, for Titus Howard at Alabama State. And at Oklahoma, it was Jeff Stalin on hand. So I think, oh, I didn't even notice that. Interesting. So uh, I, took a, I took a little bit of a notice of that. So that's why I have uh, Drew Samia, the Oklahoma guard going in my mock draft to the Eagles, but I like, uh, I like Titus Howard to the Eagles a lot. Now I was, you know, I got, I finished this uh, post last night and then I was brushing my teeth and I thought I kind of second guess myself. Sure. That's, that's the, that's the whole Be- thing. Because I thought I, all this smoke and buzz we hear around Jordan Mailata. I, I know, mean, how, but he's a you know, seventh round pick. You and I say that, but don't you feel yeah. – I feel like internally, like, the hype is legit. You know, I think you and I look at it objectively and we say, chill with this guy. He's never played in a real game. Uh, he was a seventh-round pick. You know, l- let's not anoint him the left tackle of the future. But I feel like internally, they may be anointing him the left tackle of the future. And if that is well, the case – Yeah, but they've or, done a lot of work. They've done a lot of work on these, on these yeah, first and second-round offensive linemen. So, okay. I mean, it, it's possible that they, you know, push come to shove. They've got equal grades on uh, a left tackle and a, and a pass rusher, and they decide to go with that because, because maybe Jordan Mailata breaks the tie. But uh, I don't think they're going to shy away from drafting that position just because of Jordan Mailata. And even if they both hit, you know, Titus Howard could play guard. Okay, that's what I was wondering because I didn't see that in a lot of the research that I looked into, you know, but I don't know. I guess that really just depends on the coach, right, where he thinks the guy could fit. All right, so I got them taking Titus Howard. The other guys who 
we're sort of at least in the conversation there, I guess. You know, uh, one guy who I know you don't like at all, Chris Lindstrom from Boston College. I just don't like a Boston College player, that's all. Yeah, so if he if it was like Chris Lindstrom, Alabama State, you would be all over it, I feel. Mm. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I don't think I'd be all over it, but I would okay. certainly be more over it. Listen, I'm not going to tell you. I also you think watch. that Boston College defensive lineman Zach Allen is a potential fit for the Eagles. Okay, he was in my uh, Dane Brugler 100. Yeah. Um, okay, so Chris Lindstrom, versatile offensive lineman, tested really well. Uh, you know, ha- has the Came college the Eagles for a visit experience production. Yeah, so he he was a guy I thought they could consider there. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who we mentioned mm-hmm. before. Uh, he would be one, and then there were other. You know, I know you You, you sort of hedged. I was going to call you out on this. I thought it was a bit of a hedge on your uh, mock draft there where you said, well, here's my mock draft, but water gun to my head, I say A.J. Brown. Well, which one is it? You can't get credit for both of these. I didn't say water gun to my head, A.J. Brown. I said water gun to my head, they trade back. But, you okay. know, go big or go home. Okay, so you have uh, – I'm willing to give you credit on one prediction – of what they're going to do in the first round and what player they're going to end up with. You have to go on the record with it now so that you can't sort of split it I, and get credit I, for both I of published these. on the record Brian Burns, but the Owl You Know draft gives me an opportunity to uh, get credit for something else. Oh, my God. You are – this is classic uh, classic Bo Wolf. As, right if, as if you are above trying to take credit for things. Titus Howard, that trade down to 41, Titus Howard. I'm on the record. That's my, I'm not above the, I'm trying to take credit for everything, which, man, that was kind of a low blow there. Uh, <laughs> but, but for this exercise, all, all I'm are. on the record. Okay, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the record with what I'm You're on the record a, with. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay, so there you go. All right. Well, that, that'll lead us. Uh, actually, before we do that, um, I, I have gone through the, um, the drafts over the last 10 years and broken them down by position and by round. Uh, some of this will go in uh, a post for tomorrow, but uh, I think this is a, an interesting way to just think about the first round. How many positions go in the first round? How many uh, quarterbacks do you think go in the average first round? How many quarterbacks go in the average first down first round? I will say three. 2.4. So pretty close. God, I was going to say 2.5. And would you say that it will be more or less this year? Uh, well, let's see. Murray is a lock. Ha- it's The Haskins stuff has been interesting. It's sort of all Good over fall. the place, isn't it? Yep. And people are, like, coming with really strong opinions, like, ah, people are finding out the media's been pushing Haskins this, you know. Right. I love, I love those tweets. Like, relax. Either tell us what your information is or just chill. Uh, so I'm actually rooting for the for Haskins to go in the first round because right. of how strong. I think it'd be great if he went one overall. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Uh, and then you got Locke and Daniel Jones. Uh, I think it's going to be over two point five. I think it will be over two. I think I think the quarterbacks uh, get get pushed up always. Uh, running backs. You don't have to guess if you want to keep this moving along. Okay, yeah, just give it to running me. backs. Uh, it is exactly one in the first round, and I think you're looking at uh, either exactly or under, right? This is since when, by the way? This is the last 10 years. Last 10 years. I love how you asked, like you gave me the option. In what scenario would I say yes, I would like to guess? Sometimes you like to guess. Uh I don't know if that's right. Okay. Uh, Tight end, uh, 0.3. So uh, that's going to be an over this year. That's interesting. But you know what? 
it is going to be an overt, but I feel like I people are getting a little carried away. I apologize. This is just the top 20, not the entire first oh, round. Okay. So that's why it's point three. Uh, so the quarterbacks then is different. Um, but I still think it will be over. Uh, wide receiver, 2.1. Under probably this year. Although I, I, I think that uh, uh, the possibility that Marquise Brown goes very early is being discounted too much. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes top 15. I would not be shocked. Yeah. Uh, tackle, 2.8. And uh, interior offensive line, 1.1. So that's four offensive linemen, basically. And I think you're probably looking at four or five this year. Uh, defensive end or edge player, 3.6. And I think you're probably looking at four or five. Uh, defensive tackle is 1.8, and you're probably looking at three this year with uh, Quinn Williams, Ed Oliver, and, and Christian Wilkins. Linebacker, 1.4, you're probably looking at two. And then this is where it drops. Cornerback, 2.3. There may be no corners in the top 20. And safety, 1.2. And that's probably none. So I think it just tells you the defensive line this year is uh, a little bit more stacked than, than normal. Okay. Okay. All right, let's get to the Alino draft. Uh, we are going to take turns drafting 11 players each who we think the Eagles are likeliest to select at any point this draft weekend. And uh, unlike the Duck Duck Juice draft, you get no extra credit for the round they get selected in. Every pick is uh, equal to one point. I got to say, I mean, I never do any prep for the pod, but this exercise, like, this was like five minutes before we signed on. I, uh, with, with uh, three minutes to go at 8.57, I started giving a rank and I got to six players. But I did, uh, I did go through the uh, uh, Bleeding Green Nation spreadsheet to, uh, to highlight a few players. So, Is there somebody who's going to uh, tally all this up for us? Uh, duck, th- duck, juice, this. this one, I duck, mean- duck, juice, I do. I will do this one as well. Uh, the bird lines that we get to later... Uh, each individual who, who submitted a bird lines will be responsible for uh, telling us who won that one. Oh, I like that. Good yeah. job. Okay. All right. Go ahead. You want to go? Uh, you, you, you go first because no, I really do, have no. Let's do a live uh, rock, paper, scissors. Two out of three. All right. Okay. Yeah. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, rock. Shoot. I did paper. <laughs> You're going to say lying. it. I, I, I believe you. Done. I believe you. Okay. I believe you. Right. You're up one All nothing. Right. But you, so I now, say, now so you got to say, say rock, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot, and then and then the say it. Do Wait, it so way. we do say no, no, don't say shoot. Okay, do it your don't way. say shoot. Yeah, do it my way. Okay, All right, ready? Rocks, rock paper, scissors, 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 paper. Oh, one one. Okay. All right. All right. Rocks, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors, scissors. Rock. Oh, you got me. Oh, I own you. Yeah, two and zero. Oh. Okay. I really don't want to go first because I don't like my team already. It's okay. like a fantasy football draft. But uh, I guess with the number one pick here, so again, these are players we think most likely to end up with the Eagles. Ooh, who should I go with here? I did like a rough board, but I don't really love this. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a little crazy. Should I get a little crazy? Yeah, why not? All right, with the first pick, <laughs> I'm going to go with... I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh. Hajalte. Yalde. Yalde Froholt. Sorry, that was terrible. Yalte Froholt. I like that one. Why don't you tell people who that is? He since I don't is know. Uh, the Arkansas center interior offensive lineman from Denmark. 
So he okay. is the non-Brugler Dane in the draft. Uh, yeah. And uh, Eagles brought him in for a visit. Athletic guy. Started for a few years. Uh, and uh, By athletic guy, you mean Dane Brugler of the Athletic mocked him to the Eagles, right? Yes. Uh, and I feel like came, that's a joke you would have made. He came in for a visit. Um, and uh, what's good about this pick for you, it's, it's smart. You know, you want to you wanna take players who the Eagles could select in a, a number of rounds, probably. And he could go anywhere... I would say from the third round to the sixth round. Do we get credit if they are a UDFA? Uh, I thought about this, and uh, I am open to it. Okay, let's. let's. W- what do you say? Well, you know what though. Half credit. A half credit. I like it that. Breaks a tie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I am going to take uh, just to protect my investment. I'm going to take AJ Brown, the Ole Miss wide receiver. Uh, I think they could take him in the first. I think they could trade back and take him, or I think it's possible that he could go uh, all the way in the second, although I don't think he will last that long. Uh, listen, the Eagles have done work, if you look at their visits, on uh, fast slot receivers. A.J. Brown may not be quite as fast, but uh, he can he can certainly play that position. He fits, I think, every metric you would want in terms of uh, what has been historically successful. He was better than D.K. Metcalf in college. I think he sort of fits the Eagles' plan on offense perfectly. Uh, I think uh, I think he is a a, a likely Eagle if uh, if the board falls correctly. He is, uh, yeah, he is the you'd like him a little bit more than I do. I do prospect of Shield Kapadia. Yes, I mean I feel like everybody likes him a little bit more than I do. Yeah, you don't like him that much. No, he's fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't crush them for the pick. I just. In the in what I watched, I wasn't blown away. Okay, compared to the other receivers. Okay, I got a little tickle in my throat. Can you hear? Have you been able to hear that this whole time? I haven't, but I've uh, got a little bit okay. of one as well. So we're both. It'll right. be fun for the live stream when we're both, uh, well, you know, hawking I, up lungs in hour. I two. feel like I just need a water or something. But okay. Uh, all right, for my second pick, let's see here. I'm not going by the board at all. I'm just sort of uh, looking at this list of names. Okay, I'm gonna go a little, get a little, continue to get crazy. I'm gonna go with. Oshane Eximenes. Mm, Oshane Ximenes, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Yeah. I could you, be wrong. You tell, you tell people about all these guys. Old because... Dominion pass rusher. Uh, a, another good pick for you because I uh, he's got he's got. I'm going to go get a drink of water. You okay. keep talking. Uh, I like that uh, he's got a bit of a round range. He could go as early as the second or probably as late as the fourth. So um, a solid pick by Shield, the old Dominion pass rusher. Uh, with my second pick in the Owl You Know draft, picking a player who I think the Eagles could select. Um, it, I have to do it. I will be, uh, I will be dis, uh, despondent if uh, I exit this draft and Shield has the full investment in the official offensive tackle prospect of Bo Wolf. I'm taking Titus Howard. I will not be cucked again. As we wait for Shield, how long does it take a guy to get water? Here he comes. All right, what I miss? Uh, I made my selection. Who'd you go with? I took my guy back. Which guy? You have like eighteen of them. So which one are Titus we? Titus Howard on belongs to me. Oh, okay. I look forward to when they pick him and you say, you know, this was all you. <laughs> I, I think I deserve that. 
No, get out of, no, you like him. You could you could be his biggest fan, but in terms of prognostication, you know, when it was, was push came pick. to shove, you get a little scared. Okay. Let me see here. All right. All right. So I'm up. Let's see. Who am I gonna go with my third pick here? I got Ximenez, I got. Who else screams Eagles player to me? Hmm. Uh, Debating between a few guys. All right, I'm going to pull a little surprise here. A guy we did not talk about as a possibility if they trade back, but a guy who I think would be a possibility if they trade back. Ready for this one? I'm ready. Miles Sanders. Mm. I like Miles. That's not bad. Out of Penn State. Uh, I know that makes you very happy. You are a Penn State booster. Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, he could go in the second. He could go in the third. I, I, I think they like Miles Sanders. I think he. I think it sounds like he maybe he doesn't last uh, to them all the way in the second round, but a, a good pick nonetheless. I like Miles uh, Sanders. Well, I think Daniel Jeremiah during his conference call, I believe, said that. Uh, well, yeah, like there's That's no right. way if the Eagles stay put at 53, they would get him. But if they're doing a trade back thing where they're into the 40s, and they like a running back, sort of out of the maybe. Uh, LaShawn McCoy playbook a little bit, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes if there's any relations there, but if there's a running back they really like in the second round between you know the first 15 picks or so, I think they could take one. And uh, I, of all of the running backs who might be available, you know, I think it would probably be him or Josh Jacobs if they're likely to spend a pick in that range. I would say those are the two guys who would be most likely, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. With my third pick in the Alino draft. I am going to select uh, a player with a bit of round range who they brought in for a pre-draft visit. I'm going to take Georgia speedster Mecole Hardman. Mm. Okay. Uh, Moved from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Ran a uh, sparkling 40. Could contribute on special teams, but uh, needs some work as uh, an actual receiver. Yeah, ran a four three three. I, I kind of liked him a little bit when I watched him. I liked him too. I wish he was more productive. And he has, you know, you know what? I thought he had sixty catches for. Uh, well, no, the, the, that was two years. Okay, sixty catches for nine hundred sixty-one yards and eleven touchdowns over in two, two seasons years. at right. receiving. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the guy just uh, moved from defensive back. What do you want from him? I mean, I want him to be a little more productive. I, that's what I just said. Okay, uh, Mecole Hardman. Wow, he wasn't even on my big board there. Okay. Uh, my fourth pick, let's see here. Hmm. I like picking guy. I like picking guys here who we have not discussed a lot yeah. in this podcast. Uh, I'm going to go with Tristan Hill, mm. defensive tackle, central Florida. This, this was a guy I looked hard at putting in my mock draft. Yeah, you, know, you, you are, uh, you are a hypocrite because you threw him in your thing. As a, I I will claim no credit for him. I said he's a guy to watch there. Okay. I will not claim any credit for him. Well, that's what I said about AJ Brown. It's not what you said. You yeah. said you want credit for both. No, I'm drafting him, so I get credit for him in this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Tristan Hill. Uh, uh, there are there are uh, questions about him because uh, as talented as he was, he wasn't even a starter because uh, there are. Uh, he didn't get along with the coaching staff, I guess. He's, there are some questions about his football character, I suppose. But on tape, he, uh, he flashes. 
because the coaching staff was a bunch of jerks. You could be right. You know, I went to this basketball camp. Sorry, I got to share this story real quick. Uh, I went to this basketball camp once, and uh, it was like this very old school coach, and he was talking about fan behavior. And I forget what I forget what the specific example was, but he was talking about, you know, I don't know if it was a fan yelling at a player or using bad language or doing whatever. And he's like, you know what you are? You're not a fan. You're a jerk. <laughs> and so that, that is just constantly in my head uh, throughout my thoughts. Whenever I hear fan, I just want to yell at when someone says fan. You're not a fan. You're a jerk. I like that. That's all. Shout out. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right, with my fourth pick, um, you know, as I've said, the Eagles have brought in for visits these uh, these fast, short receivers like Mecole Hardman, Deontay Johnson from Toledo, uh, Paris Campbell from Ohio State. I think that tells you that they are interested in that type of player. There are uh, some players late who could be like that. Uh, your Greg Dorches, your Penny Hearts. You've talked about Debo Samuel. But I think there's a possibility that the reason they're bringing those, that go, those guys in is because they want to add that and their backups in case they cannot get Hollywood Marquise Brown in the first round. I'm going to take Marquise Brown. I actually had him first on my big board, but did not take him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Marquise Brown. Good one. Let's see. Who should I go with here? Who screams out, hey, I'm going to be an eagle. I am going to go with, let's go to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who we've talked a lot about. Sure. Versatile DB from Florida. Said to have good leadership skills. Maybe the intangibles they like. Fills a need, short-term and long-term. There you go. Okay. All right, I got to move off the receivers here for a little bit. Uh, Yeah, three receivers? What are you doing? I need a guy... With some round versatility. I feel like 11 rounds may be too much of this. Yeah, I'm just, well, we've already committed. Know, thinking out loud here. Uh, I'm going to take uh, a player you had the Eagles selecting in your mock draft and a player I had them selecting in my best case scenario mock draft. That is uh, Kansas defensive tackle Daniel Wise, who I think could go anywhere from the third round to the fifth round. Uh, a little bit undersized, but uh, a penetrating, try-hard captain. Feel like okay. he, feel like he would fit the Eagles' mold. Okay. I'm going to go with the guy I had the Eagles taking in the second round in my mock draft, and that's L.J. Collier. That's a good pick. Defensive end, TCU. I think they he have, does sort of scream Eagles. May have some versatility to uh, swing inside there. In nickel situations, uh, said to be well-rounded. He's not a one-trick pony. Uh, you know, fair, relatively productive. Not a great athlete. They did have him in, I believe, right, for a visit? Uh, they did, yes. I think so? Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to take uh, a player I mentioned earlier, uh, a similar mold. I think could go second, third round. Like LJ Collier, uh, probably plays defensive end, but can slide inside in pass rush situations, perhaps. I will take Zach Allen from Boston College. No, you hinted at that one earlier, huh? Yeah. So you're okay taking him, but you can't take the other Boston College guy. I didn't say I'm okay. This is not okay. the guys I want the Eagles to draft. You're just playing a win here. Um, yeah, I'm playing a win. I'll never interview okay. the guy. That's my uh, that's my pledge. Okay. I look forward to that. 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? It was really hard to find the Eagles a running back in my mock draft. They brought I, in six running backs for okay. uh, visits. Now, one of them is Reichel Armstead. That's a local, but. Yeah. I like that you got creative and mentioned, uh, why don't you talk about the guy you had them taking? Well, I had them taking two, but I had them taking Bryce Love from Stanford yeah. in the fifth. Uh, who would go higher if he weren't coming off a, an ACL that he suffered in uh, December, I believe. Uh, a little bit undersized, but uh, could contribute in the passing game. Has a little bit of juice to make guys miss. And then a guy I really like in the sixth, Travis Homer from Miami. I had never heard of this guy until you wrote about him. That's okay. Okay. Well, what do you like about him? Um, he like just misses my thresholds. He ran for like 950 and 980 in his two seasons. Uh, he's, he's more comfortable as a receiver, uh, than most college running backs. Uh, I think he was a captain. Uh, somebody said in the comments in Dig Brugler's, uh, scouting report, it says that he's a different type of guy. He never watches football, college or pro. And then someone in the comments said he's Sheila Kapadia's type of, type of guy, <laughs> which I said, I know that's right. Uh, beautiful. Okay. All right. So this is it. I wanted to get this running back to the Eagles. I could not in my mock draft, but I'm going to have him here. That's Daryl Henderson from Memphis. He's fun. He has juice. He has juice. 25% of his college carries went for 10 yards or more. That's an insane number. It's easily the highest of any running back in this class. So he is that big play threat. Because you know what I was thinking? I was thinking you can get the sort of, uh, you know, first and second down bruiser. Get him anywhere. You can find those guys. Get draft the guy who has a little bit of juice, a little bit of upside, can add an explosive threat to your offense. And so, you know, I thought about, I think, giving him to the Eagles. I think it was uh, in the fourth round, but um, I, you know, did some research and yeah, you never I know. I don't think it felt like there, he yeah. probably wasn't going to be there. So I, I didn't want to be uh, cheap there and just uh, put him on there. So, all right, Daryl Henderson. That's a good one. I, I think I think Eagles fans would would have reason to be excited if if they had Daryl Henderson. How about a Mar- what about a, a Hollywood Brown and a Daryl Henderson? Oh baby, speed that and city. That would be a fun draft. That would be a fun draft. Uh, I'm going to take a running back as well. Um, I don't want to take Karan Higdon, even though they brought him in for a visit. He's Where is he going to go? He could go in from back, the fourth right? to the seventh, I think. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to take. Um, if, if the Eagles don't get a guy in the second or third round, I think they're looking for a guy who can fill a specific role. And to me, that could be Memphis's Tony Pollard, who is a oh. uh, former wide receiver. Uh, I think he could contribute as a uh, receiving back right away. So I take Memphis's Tony Pollard could go anywhere from, I'd say the fifth to the seventh. So we go back to back Memphis running backs. Is that That's correct? Right. That's right. All right. Uh, you know what? When you say that, it feels like every running back is like a specific role type guy in this draft, doesn't it? It does. Like, I, I don't like, see a guy like, who's just well, a like great a, three Even down. like a, I think a Karan Higdon is like a Wendell Smallwood in that he can do everything adequately, but nothing spectacularly. As Leela says, no tanks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. I think Mike All Weber right. of Ohio State is like that as well. I actually like him a little bit more than Karan Higdon. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who should I go with next here? Who says uh, maybe an eagle? How about Draymond Jones? Mm. 
defensive tackle, Ohio State. Again, scheme fit. He's a guy who could potentially be one of those second-round players, right? Yes, I okay. think so. All right. Uh, you took a guy who I had in my mock draft. I'm going to take a guy who I had in my mock draft. Uh, and that is Oklahoma offensive lineman Drew Samia, mm. uh, who entered college as a right tackle, then went to right guard, started for, I think, four years, uh, and I think could go anywhere from the second to the fourth. So I got a little bit of uh, round variance. I feel like Tony Paulino is ripping this guy in the uh, in the journey to the draft. I podcast. think there are some guys who don't like him. Yeah, I think he said undrafted free agent. Wow. I could be wrong, but I thought he said that because I was surprised because he was in Dane Brugler's uh, top 100. Uh, wouldn't be the first time that, that Tony and I have disagreed. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I am up here. Thank God. Only three more picks. Who am I going to go with? I am going to go with a little uh, Chris Lindstrom, your boy. Okay. Offensive lineman, BC. That's good. He would be a. That means I can root. I can. I can just round. root against him for his entire career. That's great. There you go. Hmm. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Cleveland Farrell. Okay. The Clemson defensive end. I think. Uh, I think he sort of fits the Eagles' mold, and I think he's a, a realistic chance to go in their area. Okay. I think that's right. I think he will. He, I don't think there's like a huge variance in where he goes. Like there's probably that little window of uh, right. six, think, six, six, seven picks right around the Eagles where he will go. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Uh, I will go with, let's see, two picks left. Who, who do I want out of these guys? How about. Hmm. Give me a. Juan Thornhill. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I like a Juan Thornhill. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what is the range where you would be. You would say, all right, that was a good pick. If they take him at twenty five, would you be okay with it? I don't think that would be a good pick. Okay. If they take him at forty one, would you say good pick? I would say that would be a fine pick. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So he's there's so many guys in that range. I yes. feel like. Okay. Uh, and Thornhill uh, from Virginia, former cornerback. Good athlete, not a great tackler. Great athlete. Great athlete. All right. Three picks left here. Three? For me. Oh, two. Two for me, one for you. You're right, yeah. Nice nice try. Don't try to extend Mm. this any longer than it's been. Uh, Let's see. I I think I got to diversify my running back portfolio. And... I'm going to take. I'm going to take Oklahoma's Rodney Anderson. Mm, good one. We haven't talked about him. Has Tell a little bit of juice. Also has some injury history. Um, I don't know. Taking a swing. Okay, I'm going to take a swing on another running back. This is a guy I had mocked to the Eagles. Uh, and as I wrote, I like the idea of this player more we, than I think I actually like this player. We agree about that. And that is Justice Hill. Uh, running back, speedy, shifty from Oklahoma State. I just was watching him, hoping he'd be one thing, and I didn't totally see it. But uh, maybe it's in there somewhere. 
and uh, Eagles take a flyer on him. I mean, it, ideally, I feel like the skill set is of a third down back, but the guy caught 13 balls last year. Yeah. So there's like a projection there. He was more, he was like a workhorse back for uh, Oklahoma State. So I don't know the exact role, the exact fit, but maybe he's a guy they would like in the maybe fourth round of the draft. I think that's right. All right. How am I going to close this bad boy out? Take another no, I don't know, but please just do could it. Take another receiver. Take my boy Deontay Johnson from Toledo, who they brought in for a visit. But I've already got credit for him because he was in my mock, so I don't need to double down oh, there. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you take another one of the guys I mocked? <laughs> um, I'm going to take a player who uh, is a big, strong, analytics favorite. Man. Um, oh, man. Okay. If you look at uh, Arif Hassan's uh, analytics big board thing. Which, that was fun. Which I is liked a good that. read. I would I would recommend uh, everybody read that. Um, this is a guy who has a big jump there. I think the Eagles, if they're going to take a cornerback, it could come in the second or third round. Um, he is a uh, feisty player. Played at a big time conference. Um, taking Michigan's David Long. Ooh, yeah, I like this guy. Wait, this is the cornerback, David Long, yes. right? Yeah, okay. That's, That's a good one. Okay. All right. There you go. There we go. Whew, that Woo! was something. That was something. Is, that, is anybody still listening is the question. Everybody's waiting to see if their bird lines come, and here we are. Okay, let's knock those out. Let's get to it. All right. <laughs> let's uh, go to the beginning here. This is a good preview for what this live stream is going to be like, I feel. That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, from Eagles HQ. Now, remember, you, you are responsible for tracking your own bird lines. Uh, over under 2.5 receivers taken in the first round. Over under 2.5 receivers taken in the first round. Under. I'm going to take the over. I think okay. the back end of the first round might be filled with a few receivers. Okay. Um, over under of the 40 time of the Eagles first round pick and, or the first receiver chosen. Let's do the first one. This is from uh, Andy Delaney. The, what the over under of the 40 time on the Eagles first round pick, let's set it at, uh, 4.6. I will, their, their first round pick first player they're taking What's yeah, the, the first player they take. Yeah. First player they take. I will say over. Big will, boy up front. I will say I will say under. Okay. Because uh, because Brian Burns still gets me under. That's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, Freddie Shoop. Uh, first of all, this is oh, this is not a bird lines, but he wants to know what kind of monster is against play on a playground. So that's for you. Well, it's play, by, the, play, play, play by play by adults. adults. Yeah, I mean, yeah. be age appropriate. And then he Just wants to know he wants to know if somebody can wear uh, joggers to a work function. No, I don't. I, you know, I I'm pro jogger, but I, I don't think you should do that. But he says it's a preseason home opener. Is the work function? I still say no. Is a preseason home opener I is the work function? I guess. Yeah. Well, you're probably you're probably gonna want a short pant. Probably it's gonna be toasty. 
going to be August and uh, and pretty hot there. Like wear a khaki short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't 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 wear like a sweatpants short. I like this one, Shane McNichol. Uh, the Eagles' first round picks college jersey number over under thirty two point five. Oh boy, I have this is a I have no idea because they're college. Yeah, but jersey you're, numbers are all over. If you're this. taking a big boy, then you're probably you're probably going over. Not necessarily though, aren't there? Like uh, I oh, feel yeah, like, like college a, like, a Benny, these... like a Benny Logan. Yeah, yeah, they got these crazy numbers. Uh, I will take the. What's the number? What's the number you give me? Thirty-two and a half. Oh, I'm taking the I'm taking the under and betting the mortgage. Ooh, I'm taking the over. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nick Sean Jackson, over under two players in the Eagles draft class with fun names. Hmm. Nick Sean had a good uh, good question last time. I remember. Okay. Uh, over under two. What is it? Two with good with fun, fun names. Names. Yeah. Two is a lot. I feel like a push is probable. Yeah, like a push here. And I feel like the bar is pretty high for what we would say is a fun name. So I'm going to say under. I'm going to hit the I'm going to hit the push. Why not? You can't really do that, but okay. Yeah, I'll take the under. Uh, Jonah Hister, if you add the number of the Eagles' current draft positions, you get okay. 760. Wow, okay. How far away from that number do they actually pick due to trades plus or minus 75? Oh, Lord. I don't really... Uh, this is a lot. <laughs> this, is, this is too much math. Uh, that was from Marshawn Lynch's pending retirement, by uh, the way. Uh, plus or minus 75? I'll say from... minus 75. Okay. I'll say plus 75. Okay. I guess if they just add a seventh-round pick, you've... you've uh... Boom. He may win, but okay. All right, from Noah Becker. Number of times she'll ask something like, how much longer are we going to do this thing on the live Over. stream? Over. Versus the number of defensive linemen taken in the first round. Uh, I mean. That's a hard over. That's, yeah, that's, that's, the pretty, mortgage, that's, that's a mortgage That's a mortgage bet right there. That's a mortgage, yeah. Um, and not even just because I can control it. Right. That was a secretive question that I didn't know about, it still would have gone over. Well, because what's also good about that is is that everybody knows the dynamic is the more that you do that, the more likely it is for me to drag things along. So we're going to be on camera for this thing? Is that right? That's the plan right now. Okay. Again. I think I'm, I'm going to wear my athletic sweatshirt, so, so don't wear yours. Okay, I was going to dress uh, fairly nicely. Oh, all right. I guess I'll do that. You don't have to. We'll see. I Do think I have it to was, shave? That would be a, that would yesterday. be a, that would be a fun uh, dichotomy if I'm in if I'm in a, a suit and you're <laughs> in an athletic sweatshirt. I'm not going to wear a suit. That's that's crazy. Although I need to, I'll bring a backup pair of clothes in my car just in case you wear your athletic sweatshirt. Now that I said that, because you think it'd be funny. That would be funny. And I need to have a backup. Plan, so. Now, are you talking about the uh, crew neck or the uh, hoodie? No, no, the crew neck, the black uh, one. I wouldn't wear that. I don't feel comfortable in a crew neck. Oh my God. I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm a. I'm a, a toddler. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Get with the times. Uh, from uh, at one Eagles, uh, Eagles walk away with over or under three and a half linemen, offensive or defensive, in the draft. Three and a half. Three huh? and a half seems high. That's high. I'm going to go under. I think three seems I, like a nice, nice I think number. Three is is the number that I would guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brendan Reeves. 
the draft position in the first round that the Eagles take, or the player's age. That's a good one. I will take the draft position. Because you think they trade back. Or even if they stay at 25. Even if they stay put, I, I win. Think, I think the right bet is, is draft position. I will take that. So, some would say it's a bit of a numbers game. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> uh, from Noah Becker. Rank from most to fewest. There are four <laughs> things in here. How many did he send in? <laughs> he only sent in two. Uh, linebackers named Devin drafted in the top 15. Ooh, 15, okay. Defensive lineman from Clemson drafted before the 25th pick, so in the top 24. Uh, wide receivers from Ole Miss drafted in the first round. And cornerbacks taken in the first round. All right, we're going to have to go one by one here because I can't I'm keep gonna, them I will go first. So I think, because it's in front of me, I think that... There will be, uh, I think the corners, eh, I think it's going to go a tie between the corners and the Clemson linemen. I think there's going to be three. Then I think there's going to be, then I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with the Devons and then the old Miss wide receivers. All right, so we got the Devons drafted in the top 15, right? Yep. We've got the cornerbacks in the first round. Yep. Clemson D linemen. Yep. And what were the last two? There's only one more. The wide receivers oh. from Ole Miss drafted in the first round. But wasn't one of those top 24? Which one was that? That was Clemson D linemen. Oh, top 24. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that all three Clemson defensive linemen get taken in the top 24. Okay. Cornerbacks, it was first round total? Yeah. I feel like you have some upside there, right? Yes. So I'm going to say that's the most of any of these. Okay. Uh, Devin's two. And Ole Miss was that first round? Yeah. You said that last because you're an A.J. Brown hater. I'm going to have that last. So I've I've got corners, Clemson, Devin's, Ole Miss. Got it. Okay. Uh, from Kyle, which is higher, the number of games started in 2019 by the first pick of the Eagles or the cumulative number of games started by all other picks? This is all for Ooh. 2019. Mm. I, I feel like, uh, again, it's a, a numbers game. It sure is. And I will take the latter. I'm going to take the latter, too, because I think there's a very good chance that the first-round pick is a contributor but not a starter. I mean if it's barring a, an injury. If it's a defensive lineman, if it's a wide receiver, even if it's an offensive lineman, right. none of none of those guys are guaranteed to be starters. Whereas you could take a running back somewhere in the middle rounds that right. starts. You could even find a linebacker maybe. We haven't talked a lot about linebackers. T- right, that's exactly right. It's not deep, but if you find someone you like there, that person could start. Uh what else are we missing? Those are probably the main ones, I would say. Yeah. Safety, if there are, are uh, yeah, uh, injuries. Okay. Uh, from uh, Philadelphia, over under point five players drafted by the Eagles from a non-FBS school. Over. Now, are these, is this Big Five or I guess I get confused. I'm going to take under. I'm going to okay. take under. But if we were doing non-Big Five, I would take over. 
Well, Alabama State is a would qualify, true. right? That's true. So, over. Uh, number of times Shield prays for the Eagles to trade up so the live pod is over sooner <laughs> versus the number of observable stars in the known universe. Well, <laughs> as we've said, we're, we're putting a bit of a yeah, that's right. time limit on it. But otherwise, good question, and it would have been me. Okay. Uh, over under number of offensive skill players, 1.5. By the way, we are doing Pete a post- we're doing a post-draft pod every night, right? Correct. All three nights. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know people will complain. Eh, right, right, right. Only doing the top ten. We are, we are giving you, know, you all of us. You'll, you'll have all our – our post-game pod will essentially be picks 11 through whatever. Right. I, would, uh, I would venture to say that our, uh, our, our post-game pods from the draft last year were some of our, uh, some of our best pods. I was th- well, they were they were among our most listened to pods. Mm, that's right. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say best. Yeah, well, that's fair. No, I think actually, I think our first round one was good. Punchy. There's a lot to. Uh, they're a little punchy. Uh, but this will be harder because we're going to get rid of our good material during the live stream. That's good. That's true. All right. Um, uh, offensive skill players, one point five over under from P France how many offensive skill players the Eagles will select. Correct. I feel really good about the over. I'll take the over as well. I think they, uh, I, would I would be, be pretty I would be shocked if they don't add at least one receiver and one running back. Oh, I was just going to say two tight ends, but okay. <laughs> okay. Are you going to call them skill players though? <laughs> tight ends? Yeah. We haven't talked at all about quarterbacks. Do you think uh, you don't buy that they're taking a quarterback? You know what conversations I hate is the, uh, well, sorry, I'll get to your question in a second. But like, tight ends aren't even tight ends anymore. Look at these guys. Oh, God, they're, they're glorified big wide receivers lining up out there. All right, we get it. Who cares? <laughs> All right, your question was what? Are they going to take a quarterback? Uh, I'm just saying I we haven't even discussed it. I, I don't understand why you really would. Neither do I. I mean, you got plenty of needs. I mean, I got to tell you, like I've looked at. Uh, I've been I've been like in going through this history of the draft for the last ten years. Like uh, I know everybody brings up Tom Brady, but uh, he's like the only one. He's like the only <laughs> one. You know who the the best quarterback drafted in the fifth round or later over the last ten years by a mile is Tyrod Taylor. The second really? this the second best is like probably T.J. Yates. And the meat, like the meat, or or Trevor Simeon. Okay, he might be the second best. Like the median quarterback drafted after the fifth round, never plays a game, ever. Yeah, right. Like it, it's a, I think it's a waste. Wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, now there's obviously the upside of a quarterback. If you hit on one, it's worth it. it you know, I was listening to the. Uh, uh, I was listening to a, who was the uh, a, a podcast with the uh, professor at Penn. Uh, Massey, and he was checking, like, you know, the incentives are to have, like, you know, as many quarterbacks on your roster as possible because the upside is so high. Uh, I think that's fair, but when you already have a franchise quarterback, I think it's, uh, I think that's less so. Okay. Uh, okay. Where are we? How's that podcast? Uh, it's not his podcast. It was a different. What's podcast. it? The War? Is it the Wharton Moneyball podcast? No, it was a different. It was like a football analytics uh, podcast. He was the guest. Uh, it was actually it was uh, a very good listen. 
Oh, um, well, well wh- what podcast was it? I, I forget the name. I think it's called. Oh, my gosh. What? I li- what the I, hell? I don't listen to the podcast. I listened to so it because what? it was retweeted. You just said it's a good favorite. listen, and now nobody, nobody that knows. That episode was it. a good listen. Just look, Google. Uh, Josh Hermsmeyer retweeted it. Go through his feed. Gee, thanks. I mean, what, what do you want me to tell you? Hmm. Any other good any other good content recommendations from you? Uh, no. I have, okay. I have, I have, you know, watched a couple of episodes of Game of Thrones. That's about it. Okay. All right. Continue. Pecanus migrate from vinegar based hot sauce. Uh, draft yep. a running. That back. was a that was a very big role reversal, by the way. Yeah. You got All anything? Right. No. I mean, I just you know I asked you a question to go off topic, and you just said no. That's my job. That's true. Uh, drafting a running back on day one, day two, and day three. Peck Nest migrate. As in what I what will happen or what they should do or I, what? I guess what you should do. What you should do. I would um I would uh, what the Eagles should do what here. What the Eagles should do. I would migrate day one, uh peck day two and nest day three. Meaning every year they could draft a, a running back in in day three. All right. To switch it up, I'll say nest day two and peck. I don't. I mean, That's I a lot really of day don't. Two resources on running back. Listen, I don't really. I don't really understand. Okay, so that would be every year. All right. Yeah. yeah that would be stupid. All right. Well, then it's obvious. Yeah. Day three. Uh, gonna... Good. Good question here from Corey Mulliken. Over under the number of players in the Eagles draft class who will require local media to interview a physician to discuss their availability. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will say two. Ooh, I'll take the under. I say I, I would set it at uh, one point five. No, yeah. I would set it at point five. I, I think they're not going to draft more than one really injured guy. You haven't been paying attention. Hmm. Um, Ernie Purcell wants to flip a bird that there's no reason why the first overall pick should ever take all eight minutes on the clock. The first completely agree. Totally agree with that. that. I mean, that's a total layup for you. What a gosh! How stupid is that? It's. I mean, you, it's very stupid. You've had months. Right. You think Why all, all of a sudden with uh, 30 seconds on the clock, someone's finally going to call in with this monster trade offer? Let, let the broadcast isn't long enough. Right. I mean, give me a break. Uh, from Tawana, over under three and a half articles written by Eagles beat writers about uh, hashtag Howie season and how Howie came out of the draft looking like a genius. Is this a thing? I don't is know. how we see. I've seen people using this hashtag how we season. Yeah, I don't really I don't get it either. And where did this season thing come from? Well, now I sound S- like an old and why man. Why is it S Z N? Why? I like, don't know. Why is that? I don't know. Okay. I I can't pull that off. I would feel very uncomfortable. I feel like tweeted if I tweeted that. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I did have this thought, and this is something I'm probably going to uh, end up writing. But I do feel like I, I don't know. I don't. This isn't a full baked thought, but. I'll talk. Uh, it does feel like this is a Super Bowl caliber roster, or will be uh, after the draft. You know, the, not to put too much stock into the draft, but they're set up. And I feel like you know Doug P really proved himself in the second half of last year. You know, we were ripping him after that Saints game, and then I, I think we both said he showed a lot there. You're bringing Jim Schwartz back to run the defense. He did a great job last year. Lot, lot riding on QB one, you know, as Donovan McNabb might mm. say. Yeah, I think that's true. I feel like it's it's all there for him. 
the schedule's not tough. We haven't even discussed the schedule on the podcast. Schedule's not, schedule's not tough. I mean, you added a, a deep threat into Sean Jackson. All right, your running backs might not be great, but it's still, you know, plenty to work with on offense. Uh, division's not good. All, the, all there for you. I think that's right. Like, uh, like, like, let's say, you know, when Carson Wentz's career is over, I wonder where, like, the setup of this year in terms of how things are set up to make a Super Bowl run will compare to every other year of his career. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That does make sense, yeah. And I, and I feel like it will rank pretty highly. I would, ho- I would think so. I would think so. Okay. No, I think that's right. I mean, listen, as we've as we've said, this is like you've got this the the half of the roster that is older. Like this is probably your last chance with most of these guys. Um, so it's a nice mix. The the, the uh, like the roster cycle is going to have to start again pretty soon. So this might be their best chance for a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, over under, uh, quarterbacks plus linebackers, the Eagles draft 1.5 from Travis. How, how are there still questions? We have a, uh, a dedicated fan base. I will take the under maybe, maybe one linebacker. I would That's say. That's what I think too. I take the under as well. How'd you go about finding that uh, linebacker you had in your draft? <laughs> Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> well, I was looking up linebackers on the third in the third round. Uh, around that, you know, I looked through Dane Brugler's seven-round mock draft, and he was one of them. And then I saw that the Eagles either worked him out or had him in for a visit. Okay, I don't think it was and, a visit. And uh, it was like eleven thirty at night. Nice. And I need. And I had already. I you know how do you pronounce the guy's name? Halte? Yelda. Yelda. I believe it's Yelda Froholt. Okay. Yelda Froholt. I already had that for my sixth pick. So the, that fifth round pick at 163 mm. was like the last thing I had to do. Nice. And you know what? I didn't need to put a lot of research or thought into it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I hope they take him now. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, of course, Bo was talking about Emeke Egbule, who who would definitely qualify as a fun name. I had never heard of. Nor had I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from uh, Ryan Jones, DFOP. Number of characters whose name we know who die in Game of Thrones this Sunday versus total sacks by 2019 Eagles draft picks this year. I'm going to take the Game of Thrones deaths. Although I think that I think there's a possibility that uh, that there aren't going to be as many deaths as people think, but I think you, you can't necessarily count on a lot of a lot of sacks. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I know you don't. Dragons, fantasy. Did you ever try it? Or, or uh... Uh, I did when it first came out and it was yeah. generating some buzz. I watched uh, the first episode. I don't think I even got through the whole thing. I yeah. knew it wasn't for me. I yeah. can see that. Uh, from Corbin Springer, Bover under three quarterbacks taken in the first round. Over. I think uh, all four will go. I think that's probably right. He also has a Bover under uh, 14 overall for Shield to abandon the live stream. Boy, there's a lot of questions <laughs> with this theme. <laughs> uh, well, it would be the, the under. under. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Roberts, 
Over under on the better city nickname. Not really an over under. Uh, Music City USA or Nolens? How about Rip City? I think that may Ooh, be the best one. How about that I've Damian been, Lillard shot? Huh? Oh, my God. He has been. Wow. He is, Unbelievable. He's, he might be like, you know. He is fun. He's like the fun, most fun player to watch in the league. You could make a case. I've been looking for a Rip City t-shirt for uh, years now as I visit my sisters out there in Portland. My, uh, my good friend, former roommate, Matt Wong, has a good Rip City t-shirt. He's, he's okay. from the area. Is he, uh, would he be willing to part with it? I doubt it. So I think it's his okay. favorite t-shirt. Well, if anyone knows where I can get a nice, you know, I need a nice soft. It's got to be a nice material. Mm-hmm. Just looking for a Rip City t-shirt. I don't want, don't give me one of these that's going to shrink either. Nothing more frustrating. You spend the, the, the $20 on one of these the great t-shirts. You throw it in the wash one time and take it out. It doesn't fit. Terrible. How is this still happening in 2019? All right. Are we done yet? Uh, two more, quickly. Uh, Jay Austin, this is an easy one. Uh, Shield walks in Nashville versus running backs added as rookie free agents. Uh, this happens. This happens a lot. To people expect that we will be at the draft. There's no reason for us to be at the draft. Everything, everything that matters for us happens uh, back in Philly. So we will be. I've, I've never Philly. been to a draft. Have you ever been to a draft? I've never been to a draft. I would like to do it once, maybe yeah, once. We we were both not here for the Philly year, so. I think if Correct. the Eagles had a very high pick, then you can make a case that one of us should go. But actually, I, the the covering the draft at the team facility, I feel like, is one of the more fun events of the year. I would say. Totally agree. Yeah, you're kind of hanging out. You haven't seen seen your colleagues in a while, so uh, you know. Well, I mean, we're going to be hanging out alone, so. Well, well I guess not not day see. two and day three. Uh, all right, last one. Uh, over under Eagles trades over the course of the draft two and a half from Anthony Fuentes. Hmm. My gut says under, but you know what? I'm going to say over for fun. Yeah, I think I think they will. I think we both agree that they will trade out of twenty-five in some capacity, up or down. I think the two second-round picks. There's a good chance that they move from one of those, and then I think you can count on a, like a late day three trade. So I'm going to take the over as well. Well, we didn't discuss this, but if they take a Titus Howard at forty-one, what do you think about a a big V-tide trade, trade mm. dur- during the draft? Interesting. That's what possible. Do you think my, my idea of uh, trading Vitae to the Vikings. Sure. Okay. They need a left tackle. They saw him in action up close. What do you think you're getting for him? I don't know. Is it what do you one, think? I don't know. I I have no idea what you're getting uh, for him. Fourth. That sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe you can talk Spielman into a third. Maybe. That guy's a genius. I've read. Okay. All right. Good work. Uh, This was a preview of uh, everything to come on a live stream if it ever happens. uh, Well, we'll tell people how are we going to communicate this information. Not everyone's on Twitter. Well, I mean, I don't know how else we're going to do it. All right. So they have to check your Twitter page by by when tomorrow to get a link or should they just check our Twitter pages like – Right before the draft starts, and I, I would imagine that Check might be right the best before time. the draft starts. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, we're gonna start at right right at about eight o'clock. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, we don't need to add extra time. There's no need for a pregame. I know that's right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, this th- there's a very good chance that this will be an unmitigated disaster. Well, 
But the good news is we'll have post-game pods regardless. <laughs> wow, already setting them up, setting them up for it not to happen. We've we've discussed that this is the this is a, <laughs> an important move to set the expectations low. All right. So even given that, go to you know on the athletic. We have a t- you you I feel like carried the load for our draft content and did a great job. You've got best case, worst case, realistic mock drafts. I've got my seven round mock draft. We've got Dane Brugler has. If you haven't checked out his, his draft guide, I mean, every oh my player you think of this thing is is fantastic. It's um, the bet. Like if if you are on the fence about subscribing to the, the athletic, like the it's Brugler worth it draft guide itself is worth it. Yeah, so uh, check that out. I mentioned all the the team uh, writers have great stuff up there. I've got my top 100 uh, from from Dane's thing about who fits and who doesn't. I had the article about the trades. If you're wondering what could they get if they trade here, if they trade there, that's all up there for you. Uh, Anything we're missing? Uh, That's it. I'm going to have one last sort of primer thing uh, that goes up tomorrow, but but that'll be about it. I think there's also a – there will be a chat – during the draft, uh, yes. so at the very least, we can put our uh, we can put our link to the live stream in there as well. There you go, and we will have analysis of we're going to do draft grade slash analysis after every day. So yes. you will find that on the athletic, you know, somewhat instant analysis. But we'll be there. Uh, we'll get the players on the phone. We will talk to uh, Howie Roseman uh, at, at the end of each night, I believe, and get his input. Um, and then we will mix in what Dean Brugler's scouting report said. Uh, so there will be a lot of a lot of stuff there for you. That's right. oh, most important. And we're also going to do uh, you know heading into day two and day three. Yeah, some, that's some the, that's the good stuff. We're going to have targets for you very early. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're handling day two. I'm handling day three. That's correct for the targets. If you don't mind. Yeah, that sounds that's fine. As you can tell, I think that would be best for the uh, audience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Did you have a uh, quick zoo take? Uh, let we, let's save that for the postgame pods. Okay. All right. Uh, well, in that case, for Shield, <laughs> I'm Bo. And as always, we love you. <laughs>